Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey, everybody. An open forum Wednesday. We got a lot to talk about. The uh, Kings last night embarrassed the Brooklyn Nets on national television. If you want to do a fantasy football roundtable, we can do that. Uh, I can only go 30 minutes today. I've got a flight to catch, so I'm going to be running to the airport as soon as I'm done with this, and then I will post the show uh, as soon as I can. All right, so 30-minute show today. That means I got to hear from you. Get in, get out. Uh, And if you want to do a fantasy football roundtable, I'm good to do that. As soon as someone starts talking fantasy football, uh, then we will open it up for everyone else. All right, so Sacramento last night. They throttle the Brooklyn Nets. They put 153 up on the board. They're now 7-6. and six. You got the Spurs coming in tomorrow. I will be doing a post-game show after the game tomorrow on my YouTube live channel if you don't like that with uh, Grant Napier. And I'm looking forward to doing that. We've had a couple of really good shows. And again, I'll be on uh, tomorrow after that. So here's the deal. All right. Kings, NFL. Whatever else you want to talk about, fantasy football, let's get the show rolling. I'm going to take some phone calls and we get to Brian. Hey, Brian, good to have you to lead us off here on an open forum Wednesday. Yeah, hey, Grant, I'll be up quick today. Uh, Yes, you know, let's not get the carpet for the horse, but it's been so miserable these last few years. Let's just enjoy this ride. We're seven and six. We've won our our last four. The old Kings would have lost some of these games, no doubt. And, And you know what? national tv to smoke the you know the nets granted they're horrible you know for the most part but hey take it let's let's enjoy it and it was good enough that uh surprisingly jim rome opened his show this morning with uh with that game which which was a real surprise uh as a kid fan to hear that and and that obviously brought out the clones the sack clones it was hey it's good stuff and uh and yeah yeah, it's exciting. We haven't had that exuberance in quite some time. Thanks, Grant. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate it. Good way to start us off. Let's get to uh, some more phone calls, and we say hello to Dorian. Hey, Dorian, thanks for chiming in here on this open forum Wednesday. Grant, we wish you uh, safe travels, man, and we appreciate it. You know, as far Thank as you. The, as far as the national media t- attention for the Kings, I think it's great, but I would have much rather uh, have listened to you and, and Jerry call the game. I think it would have been really, really fun uh, to listen to. I had a, a question, an observation, Grant. What do you think about um, Terrence Davis? In real, in in the, he gives me Marcus Thornton vibes. What do you think about that? Um, I don't know. Why do you say that? And I'm thinking know, about I, Marcus Thornton and what he did. Why do you, Why do you say that? I just feel like his kind of swagger and just like you know he has uh, on and off games. Um, he fills up the stat sheet. 
And I just, for some reason, and the reason why is because of Dante Green and, and what, what recently, and they were on the same team, obviously. But that's kind of why I got the the similarities. So, I don't know. I just felt like uh, his game last night, I just all, all of a sudden just kind of thought of Marcus Thornton. I was like, wow, I feel like they, they're kind of similar players in a sense. And he gives me Marcus Thornton vibes back when the Kings were in that roster right there. Well, maybe. I mean, I'd have to give that some more thought. I mean, he was just spectacular last yeah. night. I mean, he did everything last night. I mean, it was an incredible uh, performance. I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. Yeah, good. Shout out to him. And last, lastly, Grant, did you get a chance to 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 see what happened to Dante Green? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I'm yeah. very disappointed. Uh, I'm very troubled by it. Uh, I knew Dante very well. Loved talking with him. Had him on my radio show a number of times. And never in my wildest dreams that I think he would be involved in something like this. We'll wait until, you know, the judicial system, you know, takes over and he goes through the system and see what actually was the real deal. But it does not look good. And I'm I'm very what what concerns me more than anything else is uh, assuming that he's guilty of what he's being charged with. What would lead him down that path? Like, why would he go down? that what 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 made him do that because that's not the Dante Green that I know but maybe I don't know him as well as I thought I know him yeah of course wishing him and his family and him just a lot of prayers just a quick story um freshman year of Sacramento State uh me and my football teammates back in 2010 it was probably a couple of days I think it was a couple of days before New Year's but I sat right across from the Kings bench when Tyreek Evans hit that game winner and I won't ever forget Dante Green coming yep. off the bench and just jumping up and down and the ball hadn't even gone to the hoop yet um so yep. Uh, prayers to him. Thank you, Grant. All right. Well, really, uh, prayers to the individual who was uh, held up, you know, at the store and hope that that person does not suffer any emotional distress from being the victim of a crime. That's who I'm praying for. All right. Uh, if you want to get in on the program, it, and, and I don't mean to be condescending to Dorian. I, I didn't mean it that way. I, Dorian's been a real good contributor lately to this show. But what I'm saying is, you know, the the criminal here, assuming that the incident as described is accurate and he's going to be convicted of the charge. I'm not, you know, I'm not praying for the criminal here. I'm praying for the victim, even though there were no injuries. Still, that's a very traumatic experience, I would imagine, uh, to go through. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls. All you got to do is hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will put you right on. If you want to do a fantasy football roundtable, uh, now is the time to get in. You can start that. Again, I got to be off by 4.30 today. All right. I got to be done by 4.30 Pacific. And then we'll be back tomorrow. I will have a full show. And then after the King Spurs game, I'll be over on my YouTube live. If you missed the show today with Jerry Reynolds and uh, Ryan in Sacktown, check it out on YouTube. Just Jerry's the best. Jerry's battling a cold and feel bad for Jerry. You know, he had COVID and then he got over that. Now he's got a cold. I don't know if that's the remnants of COVID or what the deal is, uh, but I definitely feel bad for Jerry. He was a gamer today, cutting it out for uh, a half hour. And then Ryan and Sacktown took over and we had a really, really good show. All right, let's move along to uh, John. John, good to have you on. How are you, John? I'm doing good, Grant. How are you? I'm good, buddy. What's up? Um, well, man, about that game last night, I understand and I agree that Brooklyn isn't all together. They don't have all their pieces there. It was a hell of a win. The one thing that I was most impressed with, though, 
we were able to score 153 points. I don't care how shitty a team is. If you can score 153 yep. points against an NBA team, you're yep. doing something right. You know, whether Amen. no matter how good or bad the team is. Amen. You're 100% correct. That was, I mean, you're not going to see that very often, plain and simple. You're not going to see very often a team score 150 points in this league. That was incredible. Oh, you're exactly right. And hey, you know, in this day and age, 115, 110, 120, that's pretty common, you know, and giving up 25 points in every quarter. If if you gave up 25 points every quarter, you're going to win a whole hell of games because that's only giving up 100 points in, 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 yeah. in a game. But being able to score 150, that right there is going to win you a lot of freaking games, even if you don't play any defense at all. Yeah, it's the equivalent of scoring over 50 points in an NFL game, which you very – I mean, I, I can't remember the last time a team in the NFL scored 50 points. I mean, what the Kings did last night happens extremely rarely in the NBA. That that was an amazing performance last night. Man, it sure was. And, and uh, to have it on TNT, too, that right there, hopefully it opened up – well, in one case, I, I think hopefully it opened up the, not, the eyes – of basketball nation everywhere but then on the other hand i, I kind of don't mind flying under the radar and surprising teams too so it, it goes both ways but i'm just super happy with the win last night and i understand that they ain't a great team but man we played great yep great point john thanks very much buddy i'll let you go have a good rest of the day yeah you know the kings aren't going to fly under the radar anymore you know they've now won four in a row they started off zero and four uh they're scoring Teams now, scouting and everything else, it's going to be very interesting to see how uh, teams try to defend them. And I, I can't – the Spurs do not match up with the Kings. I do not see how the Kings – unless the Kings just play horribly tomorrow, which they could, I, I could see the game being close for a while. I mean, the Spurs were very close in their game last night against Portland until the end. So – but just win by a point. That's all you got to do. And then you got Detroit coming in. To end the homestand. All right. If you want to get in on the program, if you're just joining me, uh, I'm only going 30 minutes today. I'm off at 4:30. So uh, get in, get out. If you want to start a roundtable discussion, we can certainly go in that uh, area. Whatever you want, we can talk about. But the Kings last night, they put on an offensive clinic in front of a national television audience. And as good as the Kings are and were, how bad did the Brooklyn Nets look? We haven't even talked about that. Boy, were they pathetic! Absolutely awful. All right, let's get to some more phone calls on this open form Wednesday, and we say hello to Steve. Hey, Steve. How's it going, Grant? I'm well, Steve. How are you? Doing good. I had a, a little comment slash question for you. I was uh, in the middle of band practice, and I had to go back out to our private bar to check the score every once in a while. I was trying to keep up. I was really excited. I could tell we were kicking butt. And then I hung out afterwards, and I listened to the TNT crew. Yeah. Uh, talk about us and it was almost like I don't know if you if you caught that clip or, or caught any of that but it was almost like they didn't want to talk about us they were making fun of our like fun beam that we have and like asking like if it was a college town or something like that and uh, I don't know it was just really awkward I don't know if that's just their style or they were putting each other it's down their style they're, they're about yeah. entertainment you know they're on late at night they're entertaining mm -hmm. they're, they're not there to you know really uh, appease the Sacramento fans. They're there to make people laugh. That's what their job is at that hour of the night. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't read too much into that. 
Yeah, it was just hard for them to say anything nice. I don't know. Shaq said a couple things that were nice, but I just thought it was interesting. We're I, I feel like we're going to come out to the mainstream a little bit more as we as we progress here. We'll see. You know, again, uh, Jerry made it. I was doing a show with Jerry Reynolds on YouTube Live uh, about 45 minutes ago, and he made a great point. He said the Kings to this point have been the healthiest team in the league. And so keep that in mind that they're going to have some injuries along the way. And he feels that the one guy that they really cannot afford to lose is Sabonis. He thinks he's the MVP of the team. And I thought that was interesting because I didn't think they could replace Fox. And he goes, well, it won't be easy to replace Fox. But he said the one guy that could really derail things right now is if Sabonis is off the floor for any period of time. Yeah, he's really, 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 really good in the restricted area right now. But I really like that our – our secondary squad is stepping up when they need to. I'm, I thought it was yep. like Chimezi Metu that was rim running a lot and like doing a lot of stuff like that. But to see, you know, TD and anybody else that gets their number called or gets their name called, be able to step up. I would also uh, be pretty confident to know that those guys are ready to see the spotlight too. And they, they would step up. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, I'm not worried. We got all of our guys that are playing hard the whole game and our coaches really uh, preaching that just playing hard the whole game and the wins are coming along with it. And I couldn't be happier, Grant. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate the phone call. Take care. All right. If you want to get in, uh, hit your hand icon uh, and we will do it. I I understand what he's saying about everyone's contributing right now, but you know, when you lose a really good player and the Kings haven't lost a really good player yet, but you know, if they lose Sabonis or Fox, there's a reason why those guys start and are as good as they are because they're better than the guys that back them up. So, you know, let's just hope the Kings have some good fortune on the injury front. All right. Because to this point, I think what the only guy that's really missed any action, Fox missed the Miami game, right? That's it. You know, Herter got hurt in one game, left, but then played the very next game. Then he was fine. So got to have a little luck. Got to have a little luck uh, as well. All right. Again, I only have about 15 minutes left on today's show because I got to run. So this is your time to get in. Give me any questions. If you want to talk fantasy football, uh, I'm happy to do that as well. It's your show. I'll go in any direction that you want here on Open Forum Wednesday. Hopefully we don't have to talk politics today. That's the one thing I got my fingers crossed on my open forum Wednesday because open forum Wednesday is open forum Wednesday. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, please don't go there. But uh, that's what we have open forum Wednesday for. So we are good to go in any direction uh, that you want. Good to hear from Dorian yesterday talking about the Causeway Classic. And I think that's uh, great that this game has more significant meaning even this year. So uh, I guess, you know, at Sac State, full house, they're going to have a uh, a jammed, jammed stadium for that football game. And that's great to see uh, for Sacramento football. So I'm going to miss that. I, I told Dorian yesterday, I really enjoyed being part of the Causeway Classic for as many years as I announced games, uh, particularly in the late 80s, in the early to mid 90s. You know, I did a lot of the Causeway Classics. I think the last Causeway Classic I did was probably. I'm I'm guessing 15 years ago, but I, I enjoyed it. It's a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And now with, boy, Sac State having an incredible year. All right, let's move along. Let's get to Ryan and Sacktown. What's up, buddy? Ryan, 
I know Ryan knows how to get on the app. He's been on once or twice before. There he is. What's up, buddy? Hey, buddy. Sorry about that. Um, you got me thinking, and yeah, it's great. The Causeway is back to where it's at. Uh, my best friend, Tony, was a receiver for Davis, and we used to go to all the games. I'd come back from San Diego. But hey, quick question. When you called, and I'll take it off the air, when you called football and you called basketball, was your spotter more important for football or basketball? And have a great night, okay? Yep, thank you. That's a great question. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, I didn't like to have a spotter in football. It bothered me. Uh, when I did the Raider games, I had a spotter, and I tried a couple of different ways, and it bothered me. And I don't understand why anyone would ever have a spotter for basketball. I've never had a spotter for basketball. I don't know why anyone would need a spotter for basketball. So that does not apply to me because I've never used a spotter when I've announced basketball. I have used a spotter for football. And I think the most help is if you have a good spotter and they're able to identify who made the tackle without bothering you. I, I guess the best way of answering that question is you need to work with somebody over a period of time so they know your style and what you like and what you don't like and so that you both think as one i don't like a person pointing at my chart in front of me more than once so i didn't really you know it's funny after i did my first year of the raiders and i did the raiders on tv for preseason for five years i didn't use a spotter and the reason why i didn't use a spotter is every week i was having a different spotter and it, I, I wanted the extra room in the booth i don't like being jammed into a booth i like having my space when i'm doing a game because i'm animated and i like moving around a little bit and and i'm talking about football as opposed to basketball i, I don't like having a lot of people next to me when i'm doing basketball either i like to have space at my table, I like to have a little breathing room. That's how I like to operate. So some some of the basketball setups we had, we were jammed in like sardines. And I I would I didn't feel I could produce the energy necessary that I that I liked. I liked having a little bit of breathing room. So we're all different. That's a great question. I know I have a friend that's a spotter for Iron Eagle, and he's the best. And he's actually worked with me before. And if I could have had him for every game, 
it would have made my broadcast a lot better because the guy is the best freaking the, the best and he gets it. And he and I know each other very well. He knows what I like and what I don't like. And like, if I could have him every game when I was doing football, I would, I would do that in a heartbeat. So everyone's different. You know, I know every NFL announcer that I know of has the same spotter every single week. That spotter travels with them around the country and they're a big part of the crew. Just like they have the same stat guy in the booth travels with them. All right. All the network announcers have their own statistician. Mike Breen, when Mike goes and does a game anywhere, whether it's for the Knicks or ESPN ABC, he has the same stats guy. And he's everywhere. And if Mike's doing a game in California, the guy's next to him. If he's in New York, he's next to him. And all he does is his stats. And he and Mike have a phenomenal uh, rapport. And when you have a really good stats guy, it makes a big difference. You're like, Alan did my stats in Sacramento for years. And Alan was great because Alan knew what I wanted. Alan knew what I didn't want. And he knew exactly when I used numbers, when I didn't. And he was great. So if you can get a good stats guy, a good stats guy to me is a lot more beneficial than a good spotter. Because I've always felt if I'm doing my job as an announcer, I really shouldn't need a spotter. You know, if I'm seeing the game the way I want to see it. Now, sometimes based on broadcast position, and I always tell the story, I did a game once with the Raiders and the Texans in Houston. Uh, when it was then Reliance Stadium. And we had the worst broadcast location. We were so high up and we were kind of like on the five-yard line that I could not read the numbers with a naked eye. I had to actually use binoculars to call the game. So the depth of field, all right, was different. And I did have a little more difficulty identifying who made the tackle. So it just depends a lot on your location. You know, if you have a really good broadcast booth, then it's not an issue. You know, when I did the San Jose Sharks one year, the broadcast location for the Sharks games was, has to be the best in the National Hockey League. And I don't, I don't think they broadcast from there anymore. I think now everybody's up top. But it was the best location. It was right on the first row of the second level, right at center ice. And when I did my first game, that year, I did the Sharks and the Vancouver Canucks. And Vancouver had just been in the Stanley Cup Finals the year before against the Rangers. And my best friend was second in control of the hockey team in Vancouver. And I had just watched Vancouver in person play games three, four, five, six, and seven of the Stanley Cup Finals. So when I did that game that year in 95, my first Sharks game with Pete Stemkowski on TV, I actually knew the Canucks better than I knew the Sharks, which is crazy because I used to watch watch the Sharks all the time, all right? But I did that game, and it was like – it was one of the easiest things I've ever done, like doing my first Sharks game in terms of preparation because when you – prepare you really do a much much more preparation on the other team than the team you're covering because the team you're covering you already know but I knew more about the Canucks I had all of their numbers already memorized I knew the team inside and out 
knew the coach for Vancouver, Pat Quinn, knew his assistant, my best friend, George McPhee. I mean, you know, getting information on that team and knowing that team, that was such a luxury. But stats to me are, I'll, I'll, I'll answer Ryan's question this way. A stats guy in basketball is much more important than a stats guy in football, in my opinion, because of the flow of the game. All right. In other words, in football, when I get done, my color man takes over and I can actually look at my stats guy. I can read what he's giving me and I have time in between each play. I don't have that luxury in basketball. So a stats guy in basketball has to understand when it's appropriate to hand me a little sheet with some numbers on it and when it's not and when it's relevant. I am not a big stats guy. I think stats are way overused in sports. I think they're very misused in sports. I think that there are some announcers that give you way too many stats. I've never been like that. I'm not a stats guy. I think stats are good when they're relevant to what's going on. Stats for the sake of stats to me, bog down a broadcast. I've never been one. To, I'm not one to like brag about, gee, God, you look at all the preparation I've done. I can give you every stat of everyone. That to me doesn't make a good broadcast. That's just, that's just my own philosophy. That's me. That's just me. Now, there are other broadcasters that would disagree. I don't want to bog down my audience with numbers unless they are meaningful to what they're listening to or what they're watching. Stats for the sake of stats to me are, doesn't make sense to me. So again, we're all different, but that was my style. But that was a good question by Ryan. A stats guy in basketball to me, much more important than a stats guy on football. Here's what's important when you're doing a football game stats. If there's a punt, I want to know as soon as the return man either calls for a fair catch or returns it, I want to know how long the punt was and how long the return was. You got to have a good stats guy for that because it's got to be quick. 48-yard punt, six-yard return. I can't do all of that while I'm announcing a game. So, again, a stats guy will hand me those numbers, and it almost goes right in the flow of me announcing a game. So here's the punt, and it is a high spiraling kick, and it's going to be taken at the 20 by Smith to the 23, makes a move, and he's down at the 28-yard line. That is a 48-yard punt and a seven-yard return. So I actually add the numbers based on my stats guy giving me those numbers right in the context of my play-by-play. There's no way I could be figuring all that out while I'm actually announcing the game. So that's when a, a football stats guy has to be really, really good. Same thing on a long play. You know, if there's a running back and he breaks out and he goes on a 37-yard run, again, a good stats guy will give me 37. He'll just write down 37 and hand me that before I'm done sending it over to the analyst, you know? So that that's where a good stats guy really comes in in football. Other than that, I don't really need a good stats guy in football. Those are the things... I really need. All right. If you want to get in, I only got about five more minutes. I can do the show. Hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and I will put you on tomorrow. All right. I'll be doing a full show here on Listen App, and then I'll be on with my post game show on YouTube Live 
right after the Kings and the Spurs. Rachel, go ahead. How are you? Hi, Grant. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for calling, Rachel. You're welcome. Hey, I just wanted to say real quick, one of the biggest differences I saw last night with the Kings is I think I see this team starting to trust each other, both on offense and yep. defense. So uh, active hands, hands in the passing lane, they're they're communicating. You know, they doubled Durant to get the ball out of his hands. They picked up full court. They're crashing the boards. I think they're finally believing that defense is turning into offense, is turning into fast breaks. And it's a, that's a, it was a real, it's a real delight to see. You are spot on. That's a great, that's a great job. That's a great job on your part. You're 100% correct. And uh, I agree with that. It is a nice change, isn't it? I mean, you can really see it too. When you're watching a game, it's very noticeable. And I think that's the thing that I really take out of it. It's very noticeable. I think you make a really good point. Yeah, I agree. And I just think it's a big difference. You can see this team starting to really buy into the, the process of, hey, if we commit on defense and we communicate, because we don't have any great individual defenders, but as a team, if we do well, I mean, there are so many active hands and passing lanes, Grants. I can't tell you the last time I've seen so many deflected balls out of bounds and turnovers just from them having active hands. They're bodying people up. You know, Sabonis has done a really good job to start bodying people instead of putting his hands on them. He's not yep. fouling out. Nice change. I mean, it's just it's been incredible to see that maturation um, of this team. I don't want to get too excited about it, but I can definitely see that they're starting to come together, you know, playing the flow and really and really trust each other. Well, I'm glad you just said that at the end, because I was just thinking about this. If the Kings end up losing tomorrow, can you imagine my post game show tomorrow and what oh you do with gloom? Because <laughs> right. you know, the one thing I, would, I know the one thing I'll say about the Kings fan base, and I think this is a positive. I don't think it's a negative. But I do think that sometimes they live and die too much with every single game. But the fact yeah. is they care about every single game. But I think this fan base has had so many years of frustration, so many bad years, that they almost put too much emphasis on every game. I hope that makes sense. But I always that's why I like five-game increments. I like looking at game uh, stretches in five games because I think sometimes one game can just knock you off your kilter. But five games is a is a better – kind of a, a, a summary. And I listen, the last five games that the Kings have played, Rachel, I mean, I can't really complain. They've been really, really good. Uh, I can't complain either. And I will say a big difference, you know, big games on TNT, it's against Brooklyn, but we all know Brooklyn's not a good team. You can tell that within right. the first, you know, uh, quarter of this game, first two quarters of this game. But you know what? The Kings didn't let off the gas pedal. They did not play down to this yep. opponent. They whooped their butt, which is exactly what they, so I, I was, I had that second half, you know, uh, anxiety of like, oh, here we go. They're going to let him back in the game. And they didn't. They And they also nope. made that extra pass, Grant, where they trusted each other to go, I have a good shot, but you have a better shot. And that was another thing. And they did it all the way to the end, even with the backed up people. And it was just a great game. It was great to see. It was very refreshing as a Kings fan. <laughs> hey, I really appreciate that call. It was great. And uh, you're very knowledgeable of what you're watching. Because I, I think you're 100% spot on. And we'll see if they can win these next two games. Because, Rachel, they really should. They're better than San Antonio. They're clearly better than Detroit. And, you know, if you can go out on the road nine and six, boy, can you imagine the confidence this team takes with them out on the road? Yeah, I think it'll be great. And I, I hope Bagley gets to play. I'd really like to see him with Detroit to see how he's doing over there. You know, Yeah, he's, he's starting like, now. He's in the yeah, starting lineup. Yeah, I know, lineup. I know. And uh, if he's not hurt, I'd really like to see his, uh, how he's <laughs> yeah. doing with that team, you know, just from a from a basketball standpoint. So I know you got to go. I know you got to run. I don't get a chance to call a lot, yep. but I'm a huge fan. I listen to everything. Thanks, Grant. Well, hey, thank you. I really appreciate that. You have a good uh, rest of the day. Thanks, Rachel. Okay, you too. Call again. All right. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. It's a great call right there. Really good spot. Good, really, really good points.
uh, made. Spot on, too. Spot on analysis. Spot on. Absolutely correct. All right, so here's the deal. Tomorrow, all right, tomorrow I will be doing a, a full show for you, all right? In other words, a full show will go as long as you want tomorrow. I'll give you my football picks. We'll get you ready for uh, Thursday Night Football. And then right after the Kings game tomorrow, I will be on YouTube Live at, well, probably about 9 20 9 25 9 30 but we'll we'll be on uh right after the game all right i do have to run on my way to the airport uh listen thank you very much for all your support i really appreciate it and tomorrow we'll be coming at you 100 in duration effort energy everything tomorrow <laughs> right here on listed app so long everybody step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.